Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, seriously, bear with me for just one second. I want you to have a quick think about what you do for your job, what you do for your living. Would anybody want to watch you do that for 60 minutes? If I did a one hour ups and downs video, after about 18 minutes, people are like, Miller, this is so boring. Would you shut up? Well, I don't want to hear from you anymore. And yet when it comes to professional wrestling, there are some cats out there that can go 60 flipping minutes and it's one of the best things you ever saw in your life. Don't get me wrong either, I never thought this was going to happen, but it's time to talk about it, because hello, my name is Simon Miller. This is the Finger of Power. You are watching Ups and Downs for AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming, snow, oh my gosh, what's going on? And yeah, I've basically told you what did happen. My word, what a riveting thing this was. Let's up those downs. Also, quickly before we do start, you're already on What Culture Wrestling. Go and watch Who Wants to Be a Kayfabe Billionaire with somebody called Flipping Marks and Phil. I think it's quite funny. Right, okay, I knew that something was up when Winter is Coming started with our match for the AEW World Championship between Brian Danielson and Hangman Adam Page. I mean, that kind of stuff doesn't just happen. And of course, the big chat the whole time had been like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? We can't take the belt off the Cowboy. It's too soon, but this is Brian Danielson. He's on a tear right now. So what the flubble sticks are we going to do? This was even more intriguing because in their big matches, AEW rarely does shenanigan finishes so you put you in a position of confusion but yes they went 60 minutes and the time limit ran out I mean, what on earth is going on? And I guess there's a good chance that because I am from the UK, where in our sports we get ties or draws all the time, I was more for this because the way I see it is just like this. You have two dudes who are at the top of their game and even though they were fighting and they were trying to win, they just couldn't figure out the other guy. More importantly than all of that, however, is that I thought this was bloody amazing. And I mean that literally too. I mean, the definition is very impressive or excellent, especially in 2021. Because if you go 30 minutes in 2021, there's always one guy going, well, I think this was a little bit long. So one hour, 60 minutes, 3,600 seconds. You have to be incredibly good at what you do to pull this off. And my word, there was some pulling. As far as I'm concerned, now that we have come out the other end, there is no argument anymore that Brian Danielson is one of the best wrestlers ever. 
And the hangman Adam Page is just improving week in, week out. I mean, think of me where he was three years ago and think to where he is now. He is a worthy AEW champion and I'm just going to clap them both like a seal. If there was a seal in here right now, I would give it a hug and you damn right that would be weird, but I just don't care. Danielson was also a right prick throughout all of this and he kept doing jumping jacks the entire time. And also at one point, he pretended he was going to do the yes charm, but instead of those fingers, he may have gone for one in the middle. But otherwise, you would just sit through this and go because you can't believe the stuff they're pulling off. After a technical start too, we hit the go button when the cowboy caught a Brian Danielson leapfrog and slammed his ass. And then we just started going through everything. I mean, there was submissions, there was dives, there was a crowd. They didn't really know which way they wanted to go. So they were cheering for the hangman and they were cheering for the yes kind of not man. And I'm still taken aback that this happened on free television. I mean, not for me technically, because I pay for fight, but that's like four quid a month. I still feel like I stole something. So much happened after this. I can't just stand here and tell you because I'll turn into a robot. Be like, then we saw a slam, then we saw a clothesline. But you really did see everything. I mean, there was buckshot lariat attempts. There was people grabbing other people out of midair. And Brian Danielson got so mad at one point, he grabbed Hangman and he just continually slammed him into the ring post. And I was like, you can't do that. You're trying to kill him. Some of the reversals had me laughing too because they were so well pulled off. And from nowhere, Hangman Adam Page planted Brian Danielson with a tombstone. And of course, that ties into his whole cowboy gimmick. And I actually bit on that. I thought, oh, he's going to win with the pile driver. But flub me, he didn't. More madness followed when Paige jumped off the top rope and Brian got out of the way and sent him crashing into the announce table. And that looked like it absolutely sucked. And then we just had a bunch of other near falls, especially one off the dead eye, when they just punched each other right in the face. I mean, they were just taking their fists and going, ah. Because, you know, that's what you do when you punch someone in the face. Around about the time they started to kick each other's head in, because Brian Danielson did it to the Cowboys and the Cowboy did it to Brian Danielson, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we are approaching the hour mark here. Danielson also reversed the buckshot into the label lock, and this was me. I just turned into a wibbly-wobbly mess because I did not know what was coming next. And I totally believe that could be it because, of course, again, the time limit was about to expire, but the hangman was able to get out of it. He did hit the buckshot lariat, but then you just heard, ah, before he could make the pin because, again, there was no time remaining. Good grief did the crowd go nuts. I totally get this may not have been for everyone, especially because Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson was also a draw. Sometimes I just don't care about the result. I mean it. It's about what happens in the match and about watching two people who are just so damn good at their craft to the point I'm going to call the witch helpline and have these two investigated. I also think it's a very brave and daring move by AEW and all wrestling promotions should have the cojones to do that. So, of course, it doesn't just get an up, it gets the golden up. Seriously, we may be heading to the end of the 2021s, but this was easily a match of the year candidate. Matt Jackson then told Adam Cole, Bobby Fish and Nick Jackson that they should find Sue and give her a super kick. And I want to say I'm very sorry, Sue. I apologize to you. But as soon as he said this, I laughed out loud. Then I have to apologize to you again because Nick Jackson was like, yeah, let's end Sue's career. And I was like, man, this is the greatest 180 in pro wrestling history. This, of course, was to keep the feud going with the best friends. I think we're going to have a big tag team match on Rampage. And at the end of it, Adam Cole also teased that he had a massive Christmas present for the Young Bucks next week. 
And I guess it's probably going to be Kylo Riley in a box. This was such a great way to come off a one hour draw too because we went from the sublime to the ridiculous. And that was also true for our next match when Wardlow went, I'm going to kill Matt Seidel. And he did. Up. And once again, I can see why some people would be a little bit disappointed because those two guys can absolutely tear it up. But I am a very evil and horrible person and seeing Wardlow just utterly destroy this guy in two minutes. Well, I enjoyed it. It was also the best way to do a 180 after the opener. And seriously, Wardlow was just going powerbomb, powerbomb, powerbomb to the point Sean Spears was like, Wardlow. Would you stop powerbomb him? And for goodness sake, would you just pin him? So of course, Wardlow hit one more powerbomb and then he did just that, which is kind of like when you were a kid and your mum goes, dinner's ready, get in here right now. So you go, and you play one more game of Marika. Turns out Spears did this because he wanted a piece of Matt Seidel too, so he beat him up with a chair when MJF rang him and said, hey, tell Wardlow to go and get some champagne. So we continue to tease that these two are going to break up. And it also, explained why Wardlow and Sean Spears weren't present for the end of show angle. So all of this was very clever and I enjoyed it mightily. And a video package for Ty Conte and Penelope Ford as their feud continues. And then we also had one for Malachi Black. This guy's nuts. He was going on about how humans are violent by nature and how he's on the hunt for disciples. And at first I was like, well, maybe he's going to get Julia Hart and maybe he's going to get Pac. Because, of course, he spat the black goo into their face and maybe that infects their body and turns them into his followers. Uh. The thing is, later on, that was kind of contradicted. But also, at the end of this promo, Malachi Black said to somebody, you're more than a king. Do you know who is not only a free agent right now, but also a tag team partner of Malachi Black? That's right. It's Ring of Honor's Brody King. I would say watch this space. And then Serena Deeb and Sheena reminded us we're like science teachers because we have great chemistry. And I saw some people saying that this was the worst match of the three, but that's not fair. And if you are going to use such words, you say it was the least good of the three because it was still damn good. It'd be like going to pizza and having a pizza and then going home and making your own pizza. We still get pizza. It was hilarious too because Deeb attacked Sheena before the match had even begun. So Sheena just took her kendo stick and lobbed it right into her face. And then they basically became like two children. They were just brawling all over the place. It really pissed Serena off though, who went full on submission mode. Because honestly, I think she went through every single possibly hold she could, including taking Sheeta and giving her the figure four around the ring post. And of course, that reminds you of Bret Hart. And anything we can do to remind us of Bret Hart is a terrific thing to do. Sheeta knows the best way out of all of that, though. So she just started to smack Serena Deeb right in the face. But then these two all over the place, including teasing something off the top rope. And that always makes me feel a little bit oogly boogly. But the major story of this was Sheeta's knee because Sariba Dean was on that like she thought it had money in it. We still worked in some surprise roll-ups because it is the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. But once again, Serena was like, no, it's that leg I want. I must take all of the energy out of it. And when she wasn't able to do it, she was like, fine, fine. If this isn't going to work, I'm going to expose the top turnbuckle because deep down, I'm a piece of trash. As it turned out, this was a life lesson right there because sometimes two wrongs do make a right. So she'd have noticed this. She pushed Serena Deeb into the metal. She clonked her head. When she fell down, she was able to hit the jackknife pin. She got the one, two, three. And all of this just felt very satisfying. These two also have something as well, to the point if it was announced tomorrow, they were gonna do a best of seven series. I'd be like, you know what, I'm here for it. 
are very, very good professional wrestlers. And do you remember what I said about Malachi Black 2? We were then here with the Varsity Blondes backstage who were talking to Tony Schiavone, and Griff Garrison was all like, Malachi Black, you piece of crap, I hate you, and I think you're a coward. I was like, dude, what did you, my man, Griff, what? No, 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 no. Brian Pillman Jr. also realized this and said, man, you gotta calm down, but Garrison then stormed off saying that he was gonna absolutely destroy Malachi Black next week. And then I got all nerdy, because I was like, oh, I'll tell you what happened. The black goo hit Julia Hart, and then some of it, like, got on Griff Garrison's skin. So now he's going all evil, too. Now, I've just made that up, but wouldn't it be pretty cool? It's kind of like Venom. But something big is definitely brewing for next week. I'm a little worried that Griff Garrison is going to die. AEW then continued to hook love because we had a recap of everything he'd done on Rampage. And if you can believe it, he is the number one selling AEW roster member on Pro Wrestling Tees, so he is smashing it. And then we zoomed over to Eddie Kingston. As ever, he was really mad, especially at Daniel Garcia and his dad 2.0, so he said we should have a big tag team match. Because it will be him, Santana, and Ortiz as the Lucha Brothers taking on these three and whoever two partners they want to pick. So, of course, right away, the internet started saying, oh, it should be Johnny Gargano, oh, it should be Kyle O'Reilly, oh, it should be Bray Wyatt, even though that would be three people and you wouldn't balance the books. I mean, come on, it is simple math. And then we finished up AEW Dynamite Winter is Coming with the finals from the Diamond Ring Battle Royal. So it just meant that this was a stupendous episode and it's getting it up. I pitched last week that MGF should win this again because then we can start a brand new streak in wrestling and we don't have many of those at the moment. And AEW must have known that it was my birthday because this is exactly what we got. Only problem being is that it's nowhere near my birthday but we did just have Hanukkah, so this can be my Hanukkah gift. But it was Maxwell Jacob Friedman taking on Dante Martin. And once again, because these two guys are so good at what they do, I thought this married up with our first match perfectly. Because in that one, you have the present superstars going at it. And here you have two dudes that are going to smash it in the future. That kind of stuff just makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my dub dub. MJF also cut his great promo to begin with where he compared CM Bunk to Ryback. So you just have to go and watch it. And also one of the first moves he did was a headlock takeover. I was having a really good time. Dante Martin sees things differently though, because as soon as he could do anything, he did a standing 450 knee drop. I was like, what is a standing 450? How did he do it? And how did he do it so simply? He then went for his springboard double moonsault, but Maxwell caught him and held him into Barry Barricade. I was like, yeah, that'll do it. Dante was then acting like he was in the Matrix. He kept just like bullet dodging out of the way of everything. And when he finally was back on his feet, you have to go and watch this dive sequence that he did. Like MGF would be on the outside of the ring, so Dante Martin would hit a dive. Maxwell would then go back into the ring, but go back out the ring, so Dante Martin would hit a dive. And he finished it off with this shooting star press which was so redonkulous, I, I don't believe it happened. I think I made it up in my brain. I just wished for it really hard and I got it for those five seconds. But if I went back and watched it again, it wouldn't even be there. So now you're probably going, Simon, you made that up and maybe I did. There was also more headlock takeovers in this match. So once again, it proves that Paul Heyman is right. You can get anything over with Press Wrestling as long as you have a story behind it. And we then went full on story because Dante Martin had this one when he finally did hit his double springboard moonsault. But just as he was about to get the three, Ricky Starks ran out. He put MJF's foot on the ropes because, of course, Team Taz had been screwed over last week. So they were getting revenge for the color orange. MJF instantly used that to apply the salt of the earth. So Dante Martin had had no choice but to tap out. 
meaning we've got a three-peat because Maxwell has that ring again. However, with all of that said, and as much as I think Ricky Starks is going to be a major player in the future, when he did grab Dante's foot and put it on the ropes, he did this right in front of the referee. To the point, the ref should have seen it and gone, well, now we've got a massive problem, and really, Dante has won this, because I cannot pretend that I didn't see that. And I get this was just the timing being off. I mean, it's happened here, and it'll happen again, because that's just life. But the problem was... I watched this with my girlfriend, or she was in the room and she kind of sat down and paid attention as she was eating her breakfast. She was like, wait, wait a minute. Why did the ref just ignore that? I was like, uh, uh, I don't have an answer for you. She then followed it up with, well, surely that's got to be a down, so I've absolutely corrupted her brain. But I can't, I can't argue it. If you watch it like she watches it, which is just taking everything she sees as red, she's correct. So, uh, I've got to give it a down. Well done to her. Flap all that though, because we weren't even done, because FTR came out to celebrate with MJF. At that very moment, the lights went out. And as you know, that is my favorite spot in wrestling. Of course, this signaled the arrival of Sting and his boy Darby Allen. And while they did try to fight, of course, they hadn't done the wrestling math either, because this was three on two. It just meant that CM Punk ran out to balance the books and he chased everybody away with a baseball bat. And the reason he had a baseball bat is, of course, he was helping Sting. And it was also announced, I think next week, that Darby Allen, Sting and CM Punk are going to team up for a tag match against these three. Meaning in 2021, just before we get to 2022, CM Punk and Sting are going to be on the same team. I am so damn happy. So seriously, go and watch this show. Now, you're your own person and you may not like it, and that's totally fine. But I had an absolute riot, especially because 50% of it was taken up with one match. Just call me Wrestling Geek Simon and just give it an up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.